my name is Miriam, your host at the Holy Life Podcast. This space is here to uplift, guide, and encourage you. As you listen in, you'll find relatable experiences, guidance, and practical tips that can help you as you navigate the difficult seasons of change, loss, waiting, whatever season you're in. Together, let's notice the ways in which God is near and how His goodness is still showing up for us in the midst of this season. Welcome to another episode here at the Holy Life Podcast. Thank you so much for being here. My name is Miriam. You'll want to stay for the entire episode today because I'm going to share with you a story about how you can walk by faith. Have you ever heard that saying? I'm sure you have. It's everywhere. Walk by faith and not by sight. Well, it is in the Bible. If you are new to Jesus, if you're new to reading the Bible, or maybe you just haven't in a long time, it is a scripture found in in the Bible. I know we see these posts everywhere. We hear it at church, see it on t-shirts, sweaters, etc. Faith over fear, walk by faith and not by sight. Well, it is in 2 Corinthians 5-7. I really like, though, the way the Amplified Translation explains it. For we walk by faith, not by sight, living our lives in a manner consistent with our confident belief in God's promises. Well, let me tell you, maybe on a bad day, to me, it can even be a little annoying and like the typical Christian cliche. (laughs) But that was more when I didn't have a full understanding of what that really meant. And unfortunately, I have been in situations, life experiences, that have led me to really put this into action. What does it look like to walk by faith? It's not easy. And it is in God's word. So let's not take it lightly because I I used to. I used to be like, oh gosh, whatever. But now I'm like, dang Lord, I'm going to hold on to your promises because now I understand what that means. That, That one, action is required. Two, we hang on to his promises so that we can walk by faith. His promises are to keep his word. He keeps his word no matter what. His word doesn't change. And he promises to carry us through whatever he's calling us into. What do you think he is calling you into right now, friend? Are you waiting on courage? Are you waiting on fear to disappear? What can that be? Let's take a moment and just give it a thought. I'm pretty sure you know what that is. Are you avoiding yourself from giving it a thought? (laughs) Because that can also happen. As we hear the little birdies in the background, I'm not sure if you can hear them, but they're pretty chirpy today. They actually make my day a lot brighter, so I hope you enjoy them too. (laughs) Well, as we continue in this talk about faith, and you start thinking of what that step could be for you or what God is calling you into. Let me read to you another scripture about the definition of faith. In Hebrews 11.1, 1, it says that the faith is the assurance, the assurance of the substance of things hoped for. If you have a chance, I invite you to look into that chapter in Hebrews 
you're going to read so many amazing and beautiful stories, testimonies of people who walked by faith. And they were human. So they struggled with the same things that you and I are struggling. So if you're in a season where you're not too sure what you need to do, what you're not too sure if you should, you know, take that step that God is leading you into, or you're waiting on a sign. Let me tell you that in my experience, though, signs are not always going to be a sure thing. That stuff comes from the novelas, okay? And the TV shows that we've been consuming. And let me tell you also that courage, courage doesn't always happen the way we think. We're not going to be like, oh, yes, I'm going to do this. Yes. Courage comes after you make that choice to believe that God has a word, that he keeps his word, and that you're going to make that choice, step, take that step forward that he's calling you into. And then that's when you're like, oh, wait, okay, I can keep moving forward. Yes, this felt good. And sometimes it doesn't. Let me keep it real. So whether you have big faith or nearly non-existent faith or small faith, it's still okay. He, God, the wonderful creator, can still do so much. Can you surrender, though, your situation and act as he leads you? I, I know that's really difficult. I think that's where we get stuck, that we have a hard time surrendering. And we have a hard time just acting, you know? We think that we're going to get this big old, you know, like light bulb turning on, and sometimes it just doesn't happen that way. If you've never been taught the Word of God, though, that can be one of the reasons why you feel maybe your faith is, is struggling a little bit. You don't know the word of God. You know, no one's taught you. And that's okay. But know that you have a choice to change that. It's understandable to feel the way you do. You know, sometimes you have to take those steps, though, to pursue him. And be curious about, okay, well, what does it look like? to know who God is. Who is God? What does he promise for me? What are these spiritual blessings in the heavenly realms that he's, you know, blessed me with? Like it says in Ephesians, but we don't open our Bible. Anyway, I do want to share a story and maybe it can help you identify the faith step that you can take today. I will let you know it's about grief and it's about loss because that seems to be just something I've really um, had a lot of experience in. And I think that I've been led to really take steps of faith and trusting in God, even when it was really scary. And so I just hope that as you listen and you know, though, um, guard your heart. If right now and today feels a little bit tender, whatever you're going through, if you're feeling vulnerable, I would just say you don't have to listen to it today. Okay. I do want to commend you, though, friend, that if you are listening to this talk, it's probably because you have some faith or at least you want to believe in God or you are you're curious and being curious is so good. So know that it's OK to be where you are, but also know you have a choice. So don't don't feel too bad. And the fact that you're here, girl. You have more faith than you, than you give yourself credit for. Well, let me tell you a story about walking by faith. Um, this includes not having certainty of the future and filled with so much fear. Well, 12 years ago, a month after I had gotten baptized, 
and was beginning to walk with Jesus, my mom collapsed due, due to an aneurysm, a massive bleed in her brain. At that time, she lived in Texas with my two younger sisters. I live in San Diego. And so as her next of kin, the eldest daughter of four, I had to fly over immediately to help make medical decisions. The doctors kept saying that when I got to the hospital, they were like, you know, there's no activity in her brain. She's on life support. And, you know, we just have to, it's a waiting game. We just have to wait and see how she's doing. That was really, really hard to go through. And I held on to hope because I would notice like her eyelids would move a little bit. Her eyes, you know, like had some movement. When I would hold her hand, you know, there was some movement in her hand. So I'm like, yes, okay, maybe, yes. And as I waited, though, for my mom to recover, I would just beg God to save her. I remember really struggling, struggling so hard to truly surrender her to the Lord. I didn't want to let go. I was like, no, God, you have to save her. You are the miraculous God. And I think that sometimes when we're facing those situations, we want what we want, right? We're like, no, God, I know that you can do this. I'm going to choose to believe that you can. But what I remember feeling is that I was so scared to surrender her because I felt like if I let her go, like if I say, okay, God, let it be your will. I felt that if I said those words, let it be your will, that it would not go in my favor or my mom's favor here on earth. I struggled also because I didn't want to let God down. I didn't want to make him think that I didn't believe that he couldn't heal her. And I really struggled with that. God in his grace and mercy was so good to me, so good to me in the midst of such a difficult time. Um, at a time where I didn't even have the capacity to look at scripture, to do anything but just beg God to save my mom. He put people in my life in those moments to remind me of how good he is, how powerful he is, how he was near and how he kept his word, that he was a God that was unchangeable. Like he just, he was my heavenly father and he did it in the most beautiful ways with my husband sending me scripture while he watched our son here. He stayed with our son here in San Diego. He did it through friends that I had just met at church, through my growth group at church with women that I had just met that were just so kind to me. And he did it also through the chaplain at the hospital. And even one time when I was taking a nap while I was in the um, waiting room, I woke up, it was a method, it was a Dallas Methodist hospital. And I woke up and there was like a group of ladies just waiting for me, I guess, to wake up. I know it sounds kind of weird, but they were just like, hi, can we pray for you and your loved one? And I, oh man, you have no idea. I truly felt God's presence and I felt like, oh my gosh, Lord, thank you. I needed this so badly because I'm I don't come from a family of Christians. I'm the only Christian, the only person in my family that follows Jesus. So to have just like my sisters in Christ praying over me while I was in the hospital was so helpful. And, you know, there was also a battle, a spiritual battle when my mom passed, you guys. We come from a history of brujeria, which is like witchcraft. And... When my mom 
was in her last days. There was a lot of spiritual things happening in that moment. And I felt very alone. When I got to her hospital room, there was a bruja there. And I kicked her out. I was like, you do not need to be here. Only family. Um, I had to send pastors to go over and pray over her apartment and remove a lot of um, relics and temples and things like that to to let her go in peace if that's what was going to happen. Like, I felt like I needed to do it. And I did it in faith, too, because, you know, my family was not happy that I did that. You guys, oh, it's been, it's it's a story. Let me tell you. My, my, my friend would always tell me, oh, my gosh, you have, like, the novelas. Let me tell you I do. I'm sure we all have, like, a novella, right, in our lives, <laughs> in every little season of our lives with different titles, I'm sure. But anyway... Back to the story in regards to um, the women praying. Um, yeah, I and even friends that shared, you know, God's promises is what really helped me, you know, hold on and remember, okay, God, whatever happens, I'm going to be okay, right? But I wasn't quite there yet. I still was hung, hanging on to hope. I was still praying that God would save her. And I was still struggling to surrender. Um you can say like, okay, God, I surrender a situation, but it, it really takes a heart, uh, the position of your heart to really be like in that space where you're like releasing it. And it feels like freedom. It feels like peace. I wasn't there because I wanted my mom alive. I just really feared for my little sisters who were teenagers at the time. I feared for myself, for my son not growing up with a grandma you know, she was the only grandma alive that my son had. So I also feared for my own, you know, my mom is my mom. So one night though, on the, I think it was like the third night I went over to an aunt's house. We haven't like a far away distant, what is it? Distant relative in DeSoto, which is I think what, 20 to 40 minutes away from Dallas. So she had you know, they had all told me, you know what, you just need to come and rest in a bed for a bit. You've been here these nights. Come take a shower, rest a little bit. So I said, okay, I'm going to go. Since things aren't changing, things are the same, I'm just going to go. Well, I went and right when I got out of the shower, the nurse called me and she told me, you need to come back immediately because your mom's temperature is just all over the place. Her blood pressure keeps dropping, then going up like crazy. And she basically told me, listen, you need to come and say goodbye because I don't see her getting past this night. At this time, I had been given a maybe and that maybe she would pass, that maybe the blood in her brain would somehow evaporate and her brain would regain normal function. So I still had hope. Well, when I got there, God, I realized how God was just so gracious and waiting on me. He was waiting on me to be there, to, to have my heart ready. And sometimes he just also waits on us to let, let us notice the little faith that we can have. And so when we choose to act, though, he does take action. And let me tell you, when I got back to the hospital, I remember just being... It was almost like that call was just like, oh, wow, Lord, this is it. Like it opened my eyes, settled my heart. And I was like, dang, this is real. This is what's happening. So when I got back to the hospital, I was just so tired. I was so tired for my poor mom. I just really wanted her suffering to end. I remember I sang her a new worship song that I had just learned at church. 
It was called Our God by Chris Tomlin. Tomlin, I believe is his name. And I remember holding her hand so tightly. And I said a prayer out loud to God. And I said, God, I surrender her. I, I give her to you, Lord. Please relieve my mom from her suffering, whether here on earth or in your presence. God, just please put an end to this. And then I told my mom in Spanish because my mom didn't speak English. And I told my mom that I would be okay, that we would be okay without her, that she didn't have to hold on anymore. I told her, mom, you can go. You can go, mom. We're going to be okay. We're going to be okay, and God is with us. And I kid you not, what happened next was really so supernatural that only one who has experienced the passing of a loved one in this way would really believe. And trust me, I pray no one has to go through this. It's so difficult. Well, I felt her soul left. I, I just felt like her presence was gone. It was as if my mom was just waiting, though, for me to just reassure her that we would be okay. And that is God's grace and mercy because we walked in faith, because we took that step in faith to say, I surrender this to your Lord. I'm going to hold on to your promises. I think it's so awesome that he just, he welcomes and embraces this little faith that we may have and the faith that we borrow from others as they pour into us and as they share God's word. He can do so much with it. And I know sometimes it's not going to be in our favor, but he promises to be with us even as we hurt, even as we struggle. He promises that his grace will be sufficient for us. Well, losing my mom has got to be one of the toughest, hardest things I've gone through. You know, my mom had to be removed from life support. I had to deliver those news to my family. I had to make the decision and walk again in faith and listen to the doctors because I was in Texas, you know, um, lack of activity in the brain. Tests were ran and you know, I could see it. I could see it. There, there was nothing the doctors could tell me because I could physically see that she was gone. And so there was no doubt in my mind that removing her from life support was just what needed to happen. And so because she was in Texas, in Texas, uh, a legal death is a brain death. A brain death is considered a legal death. And so I had no choice. They were just like, hey, we're in Texas. This is a law. We see no activity. Here are the tests that prove it. Here is, uh, you know, all the things we've done to show you that it's basically done. You just have to tell us when and at what time. And that's your decision. So that was another decision that I had to take care of. Again, giving the news to my family, especially my younger sisters. And it was all just done. Man, thinking like, okay, Lord, you're in my life right now. And first of all, let me just tell you that when I became a Christian, I thought my life was going to be easier. <laughs> like the seriously friends if you are not following Jesus yet let me tell you it's not going to be harder it's not going to be harder but going through the harder times gosh they're more bearable with Jesus on your side seriously so that's a little disclaimer that I'm throwing out there <laughs> but you know living without my mom I can tell you that 12 years later it still feels tender at times right when there's special you know days that I remember when I am with my sisters, of course, it's tender moments and it's, but it's also just such 
a reminder that God showed up for me that in the moments where I wasn't okay because I thought I was going to be okay, you know, I said, mom, you can go. I'm going to be okay. Yeah, I was not okay. Right. <laughs> That's okay because Jesus welcomes it all. And he's really been on my side. I really um, clung to the Psalms and a really good friend of mine gave me this really beautiful book. Um, I think it was called the God of all comfort. And it really, really helped me as I was grieving the loss of my mom. But I think to recap is just to um, remember that walking by faith doesn't mean miraculous, just signs and wonders. Sometimes it takes our action. It takes discernment, discerning to know, okay, God, which way do I go left or right? And it takes releasing the belief that courage needs to come first and fear needs to go. It takes saying, I'm going to do this even as I have fear. Because, because it also takes you really hanging on to God's promises. But where can you find these promises? Well, you find them in the word of God. And I invite you today to go into Hebrews Read it and read that, um, the chapter I told you about chapter 11 and read about what God's done for other people. Now you have those testimonies. You have my testimony. You can look at the, um, previous episode from Stephanie's story and look at her testimony and how God has pulled her through, how she's also taken steps of faith. So I invite your friend to look at the scriptures and learn about his promises and also ask the Lord, Lord, what are you inviting me into this season? What is the next right step for me that I need to make in faith as I hold on to your promises? Because that's what's going to carry you through. Release the belief that you need to wait on courage. Release the belief that you need to wait until fear goes. You need to just step ahead and do it because God will make it work out for you. Because Romans 8, 28 says, God will work all things out for your good. And we have to choose to believe that. And I can tell you that 12 years later, I cannot tell you that it's good that my mom passed away. I cannot tell you that I'm glad that I went through this grief. I'm sorry I'm not there yet. <laughs> but I can tell you that he did work it all out for my good because what I learned in the process was to love better, um, to heal from many things, and to also have compassion on those who also grieve. I think God gives you perspective when you go through trials to be able to empathize with others. And I can just remember that when my mom passed, a bunch of other people that were around me, their parents were passing away and I was able to offer a shoulder to cry on. And that, that is, that is so cool. Cause I'm like, okay, Lord, my mom's death was not in vain. And I'm just, I'm just so grateful for that. So friend, I hope this encourages you. And as we close in prayer, I want to remind you again, open up God's word. There's so much good for you. There's so much life waiting for you in there. It's God's gift to you. Don't miss out on it. Don't take it for granted. Okay? So let's pray as we close this episode. God, I want to thank you for my sister here, or brother, because I just noticed that there are some brothers in Christ also listening. God, I just lift up my friend listening. 
brothers in Christ, sisters in Christ. Thank you for them. Thank you for their lives. Thank you for the curiosity that they have, Father God, that they want to know you. They want to be close to you. God, whatever burden they are carrying right now, I pray that they surrender it to you, God, that they learn to walk by faith, but that they first have a hunger for your word, that they look into your word so that they can find out what the promises that you have for them. God, would you do that in them? Would you draw them so near, God? Would you grow their love for you, their reverence for you, the knowledge of your word, Father God? Help them, Lord, and meet their deepest need today. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, thank you for hanging on to this story. I know it's tender. I know I just invite you, though, to take a moment if this moved some things in you, I invite you to take a moment before you move on to your your next assignment, whether it's with family, whether it's doing chores in the house, whether it's working or meetings, I invite you, friend, to take a few moments and take deep breath, a deep breath. Take a few, take like five and just breathe because this can stir some things in us and sometimes that usually comes out toward others. So just take a deep a deep breath and just take a few moments before you jump onto your next task. Thank you again for listening and come back next time for another episode here at the Holy Life Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Holy Life Podcast. Share this episode with a friend who needs some encouragement today. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes and please follow us on Instagram at the Holy Life Coach.